Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Nightmare K Hall back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the ind- independent news segment of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a few articles for you tonight. We got six articles. So we're going to kick it off, folks, on technocracy.news. Folks, this fourth industrial revolution is coming faster than anything you've ever seen before in your entire life. I mean, just face recognition biometrics, everything like that, censorship, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, we're definitely going to touch on a few things, folks, and we got something on Elon Musk, something he said earlier today, which is absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, folks, let's kick it off with the ambulance. Yes, the ambulance. Face recognition used to identify patients. That's right, folks. So, Dooley Health, a face biometric uh, patient identification software provider and uh, Acadian Abu- Ambulance, one of America's largest private-held medical transportation companies, have recently partnered to transfer healthcare using AI-powered facial recognition technology. Complexity in synchronizing patients' records o- across healthcare organizations have raised safety concerns and have resulted in significant financial losses for ambulance services. Hospitals and health services. In a 2020 Black Book survey, approximately 35% of all denied claims stem from inaccuracy, patient identification, or information, costing the average uh, provider $2.5 million annual and the U.S. healthcare system over $6.7 billion. The increasing amount of healthcare data has led to challenges identifying and uh, recalling patients' records due to. Uh, desperate systems and duplication by utilizing duly facial biometric patent identification software Arcadian seeks to enhance record matching, improve patient care and certification increase efficiency and reduce costs, says Benjamin Director of Healthcare Innovation and Strategy at Arcadia Ambulance so Dooley software uses face biometrics to create unique identifiers linked to patients' medical records numbers. This approach assures over 99.96% accurate patient identification, promoting better health data exchange between healthcare organizations, according to the announcement. By accurately identifying and matching patients across EMS and hospitals, we seek to minimize treatment delays, improve revenue cycle effectiveness and streamline information sharing says Clayton CEO and co-founder of Dooley Health upon linking the pat- the patient's face biometrics to their medical records Dooley integrates healthcare providers and health information exchanges data into an EMS summary screen via HLS FHIR and an API focused standard for health information interoperability Dooley software is also integrated with the hospital's electric health record system, leveraging uh, suitable medical application and reusable technology, smart on FHIR for private and secure across. We're excited to partner with Dooley Health, says Academia Ambulance Chairman and CEO Richard. Through uh, strategic partnerships, we strive to enhance patient's care, and optimize cost effectiveness for all involved. We are, we are dedicated to being at the forefront of the next generation of EMS and are excited to continue shaping the future of healthcare. 
Academia provides ambulance service in most of Louisiana, a large area of Texas, the three counties between Tennessee and Mississippi. So, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see right there, biometrics. Biometrics, folks. And yes, they're going to give you all the excuses. Oh, well, you know, mistaken identity, you know, with duplicates and things like that. Listen, buddy, um, I don't want my face uh, scanned to match with my freaking health records. Now, I know most people will say, oh, well, Nightbear, that's a good way for, you know, so there won't be any mistake identity. Hello, we have freaking documents like driver's license, passports, folks. I mean, yeah, you can say for uh, people who are immigrants, whatever, but most likely if you're an immigrant and you're going to the hospital, folks, you're going to be freaking, get the freaking, uh, the border patrol called on you. So we all know how that works. So anyway, folks, I mean, I'm not for this at all. I mean, this is the future of our medical and ambulance riding that they're going to face, scan you and all this crap like that. But folks, it's coming at you faster than you realize, folks. And if it's happening to this freaking EMT, what makes you think it ain't going to be happening all over the country and all over, over the globe? It will be. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how you feel about this, but this is not for me. All right, moving on. So, let's get into reclaimthenet.org. So, we're going to kick it off, folks, in Brazil. So, Brazil, censorship regime, popular podcaster, Kremlin investigate and find 75 thousand dollars for online speech <clears throat> folks if you live in brazil you might want to get the hell out of there i know brazil is a beautiful country but their censorship is getting completely out of control okay so one of brazil's most popular podcaster bruno is under criminal investigation and has received a fine equivalent to seventy five thousand dollars for his online content critics of the authority uh, Critics of the authority behavior here, like Brazil-based investigative journalist Glenn Greenwald, sees this as a way to completely science the online personality known as country version of Joe Rogan, and do this without any due process as well. Reports in Brazil press say that the decision to find Bruce, whom they refer to as digital influencer, came from federal Supreme Court Minister Alex Alexandria. De Moraes. Moraes is no stranger to taking an active part in controversial policy and decisions slammed for suppressing free speech online. In fact, he now has a fairly long history of involvement in this, dating back to the campaign to out Brazil's previous president. In line with this reputation, uh, Moraes' decision was explained as the podcast failure to comply with a court order and in addition to the fine, indicates blocking his bank account, suspending any new social media accounts, and demonetizing his channel. This is absolutely outrageous. In other words, a pretty thorough deplatforming canceling, Bruce said he also lost his Rumble contract over the incident, and the reason? Morris says he's fighting disinformation, allegedly spread by Bruce as well as his tactic of trying to get his voice heard by creating a new account once an old one gets banned. So, Bruce defenders, including his lawyer, said that the crime he committed is that of having an opinion that is not liked by the government, and the acquisition of uh, instigating of an anti-democrat acts are not true. On the other hand, the lawyer, George, notes that in Brazil, 
Things like disinformation and fake news are not criminals, are not crimes at all. Therefore, cannot be criminalized, but must be dealt with in civil court. So, uh, Saloma summed the situation in a statement as summary and unconstitutionally criminalized thought. Meanwhile, Greenwald, who spoke about Bruce case on his show, System Update, asserted that sistership is now flourishing in Brazil. Illustrates with this example of a podcast who has, over the past couple of years, lost the ability to do his job and earn a living. This is absolutely ridiculous, folks. This is absolutely asinine. You can't make this shit up in a Hollywood film. I mean, this is why I don't understand how people could say, well, Nightmare, we'll just vote our way out of tyranny. No, there's no voting your way out of tyranny, buddy. There's no freaking voting your way out of tyranny at all. It's absolutely asinine. You, It's illegal for them to criminalize, to criminalize this guy. Because, first of all, he's doing nothing wrong. This person is doing absolutely nothing wrong. He's just out here making a living for himself on YouTube. Just talking about content. He's talking about things he doesn't agree with, with the government. And they're fining him $75,000? This is absolutely asinine. You can't make this shit up in Hollywood film. You just fucking can't. You really can't. And this should be dealt with in a civil court. You can't take this to the highest court and... You know, find this guy $75,000 and accusing him of disinformation and misinformation. That's not even a crime in Brazil. It's not even a, it's not even illegal to talk about disinformation or misinformation in Brazil. This is absolutely ridiculous. And whoever's bringing these charges should absolutely be countersued. But let me know what y'all think in the comments below because this is absolutely out of bounds. Absolutely ridiculous. But anyway... Moving on, folks. So we got Great Western Railroad Block's website of group campaigning for importance of biological sex causing terrorism and hate. Oh, Jesus. So the website of advocate group Sex Batters found itself blocked on a Great Western Railway, GWR train internet network, an echo of an increasing slope into the shadows for those holding beliefs critical of new gender ideology. Sex Matters identifies itself as a human rights organization pushing for clarity in laws and policies relating to biological sex. The issue, their website was flagged for associated with terrorism and hate. (laughs) So now it's terrorism and hate to have biological sex now? Jesus. Placing on a radar no group ever wishes to be on. The Telegram reported, according to a fellow passenger aboard the GWR train, attempted to access the advocacy group website was met with the message that it was hindered because it associated with the terrorism and hate category. GWR's own account of the circumstance took a different slant, stating it was the repeat use of the term sex. That set their AI scanners on alert, branding the site as an adult content and suing the blockage. However, that doesn't explain why the message didn't say that it was blocked on the grounds of being an adult content and instead said that it was class as terrorism and hate. While there are events on the surface, the undercurrent runs deeper and those familiar with GWR's supposed automated moderation algorithm can't help but question how it discerns and filters gender critical content transparency again dwindles. GWR has not confirmed such a directive. Sex Matters purports to contribute meaningful dialogue in the public sphere. 
Its mission lies in fostering discussion around biological sex differences and challenges that prevail. So, folks, this is absolutely ridiculous. So, this this railway, GW Railway, was blocked. Their website was blocked because of biological sex calling it terrorism and hate. But they flagged it because they associate with adult content. But the reason why their website was blocked through this algorithm was for terrorism and hate. See, folks, this is what I'm talking about. See, this is the thing I've been telling you folks for weeks and months and years. Is that these algorithms are being used for evil. Absolutely evil. It's absolutely terrible. I mean, you're trying to get on a website, right? And the algorithm blocks it because it associates with it terrorism and hate. But your excuse as the company that blocked it, which is your algorithm, you're saying it's because we flagged it for an adult content. It has nothing to do with adult content. There are They are a group campaigning organization about the importance of biological sex and you freaking blocked it. It's absolutely stupid. This is dumb. But anyway, let me know what you think about that article. Moving on. We got Elon Musk back in the news. So Elon Musk says X will pay legal fees for users punished by employers for posts on the on the platform. So that's right, folks. Elon Musk got your back. If you get any legal fees, his company will pay for it. I absolutely doubt it. So Elon Musk has resolved has resolved to shoulder the legal duties of users who find themselves in a bind with their employer owing to their activity on the X platform. Musk made this pledge in a uh, in a late night tweet. Despite the enormous of his proportions, Musk did not give any detail on the avenue through which individuals could imitate their uh, their proceedings or what would constitute unfair treatment. In an era where social media has integrated itself into the fabric of our daily lives, it's a its impact on individuals' employment status has become increasingly noticeable. Recent years have seen a notable uptick in cases where employers, where employees have been terminated over controversial posts or engagements on platforms such as X. This trend underlines the convergence of the personal and professional domains, highlighting the extent to which social media has become a new frontier in employee conduct assessments. If you were unfairly treated by your employer due to a post or liking something on this platform, we will fund your legal fees. No limit. Please let us know. I don't believe this for two seconds. X, in a particular function, function as a digital public square where people engage in discussion on a wide range of topics from pop culture to political politics, excuse me, it allows individuals to express their thoughts and sentiments in a compact and Sophisticated format fostering dynamic conversation. However, the confluence of personal expression with professional identity has created a fraught landscape where a single tweet or even a like can lead to significant consequences. Must tweet it over the weekend reads, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking something on this platform, we will fund your legal bill. No limit. Please let us know the specifics, how people can reach out. The criteria to assert unfairness. So there you go, folks. You've got Elon Musk out here saying he's got your back if you are treated unfairly by your employer. I don't believe this for two seconds. I mean, what is what do you classify as unfair? 
You know, if you like something that's absolutely derogatory on X uh, platform, I mean, and your employer finds out and they fire your ass, I mean, you kind of deserve it because you had no business being on X freaking platform to begin with while you're at work. So, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. You're damned if you do or you're damned if you don't. I mean, I don't even know how Elon Musk could even help you. What is he going to do? Pay your lawyer or pay you or, I mean, how does this even work? What do you go to the goddamn app? X app and you report it and they, you know, have a team that decides whether they're going to pay your legal fees or not. I mean, this is ridiculous. I don't believe this for two seconds and I don't think you should either. Don't fall for this BS because it's absolutely crap. So moving on, we got NASCAR driver Noah is suspended for liking George Floyd memes. This is an attack on the First Amendment yet again, folks. This is this is stupid. In the incident emphasizing the intersection of free speech and social restriction within the realm of sports, NASCAR driver Noah found himself suspended indefinitely by Legacy Motor Club for linking a meme on social media about George Floyd. The controversy arise amidst a broader controversy on censorship and the appropriate etiquette of sports figures on platform public platforms. The decision to suspend um, to suspend Noah, an emerging driver currently ranked 33rd in the Cup Series standings, was announced on Saturday, causing him to miss the impending Cup Series race at Michigan International Speedway. Josh Berry, a respected figure in motorsports who has made eight starts this year for Hendricks Motorsports, replaced Noah in the race. We have made the decision to suspend Noah effective effective immediately regarding his actions that did not represent the value of our team. Legacy Motorsports said in a statement on social media, this continuous action was incited when Noah 25 liked a meme on social media that made light of the death of George Floyd in 2020. NASCAR not saying NASCAR not staying silent also made a statement addressing Noah's violation of Section 4.4D of NASCAR's rulebook, which discusses driver conduct. NASCAR fully supports Legacy Motorsports' decision to suspend Noah following his actions on social media. NASCAR has determined that Noah has violated the member conduct section of the 2023 NASCAR rulebook and has placed him under indefinite suspension. In the midst of this, Significant fallback. Noah was reflective in, and sorry, I am disappointed in myself for my lack of attention and actions on social media. Noah said, "Collaborate, collaborate in Legacy Motor Club's statement on his former Twitter handle, now named X. I understand the severity of the situation. I messed up, plain and simple." His intern replacing Barry, who has also been racing in Xfinity Series for Junior Motorsports, got his nice start of the season at a Firekeepers Casino 400 in the number 42. So, folks, again, this is another example of the man and the parasites in power coming at the people in sports, making them a prime example of the First Amendment, just violating the First Amendment. This is free speech, man. Like, I understand NASCAR is his employer. I get all that. But if you're liking a Joyce Floyd meme, I mean, it shouldn't matter, man. I mean, honestly, this is absolutely ridiculous. 
I mean, I'm looking at the meme right now. It doesn't look that bad. It's just George Floyd's face on a crab. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe I just got a set of balls or something and I'm not a I'm not a pansy because everybody else freaking out about this guy freaking liking this meme. I mean, we like memes all the time. I mean, this is ridiculous. I don't think he should have been suspended. That's personally my feeling. Uh, again, all these links will be in the description below, folks. You, folks, you definitely check it out. It's absolutely ridiculous. And by the way, on a side note, COVID is back, folks. I don't know if you know that or not, but COVID is on the rise again. We have a new strand. Let me see if I can find a new strand here. Give me a second. Let's see here. Let's see, what is the new strand called? I don't think it's called XBB, it's called something else. So it looks like they're calling it XBB.1.116. I mean, is this the new COVID strand we're freaking calling it? XBB 2.3? Oh, here it is. It's Eris. Never mind, it's Eris, folks. So, yeah, we got a uh, we got a new strand. It's called Eris. The Eris variant is spreading. So, COVID is back, folks. Isn't that ironic? Just as everything's about to go to shit in this freaking world, we have COVID coming back. Fantastic, fantastic. We got China and Russia and Alaska. They got battleships right in Alaska, folks, but. We all know World War III is about to kick off. We all know Biden's going to get impeached. He's going to get kicked out of office. So that's another thing that's coming. So a lot of distractions, folks. A lot of distractions coming this fall. Keep your eyes peeled. We know the crash of the U.S. dollar is coming in the next two years. Um, the dollar is going to be very, very, very not worth anything in the next couple of years, folks. I've been telling you this for years. Um... I don't think the dollar is going to zero, but it's not going to have the power it once had. It's not going to be world reserve currency anymore. We're seeing driverless cars, robo-taxis, folks. Virtual casinos open up everywhere, folks. It is about to go down in these next couple years. And I keep trying to tell you, folks, that it is about to go down, man. Like, like I said before, I'm going to thrive in the fourth industrial revolution. But <laughs> I'm telling you, man. My wife's going to see it, man. She's really going to see it. Like, all of you are going to see it. I mean, I'm here, got my popcorn, got my steaks now. You know, speaking of steaks, though, on a side note, you know, I went, you know, bought some steaks for me and my wife actually today, which was absolutely awesome. Used my Satoshis to buy a uh, Target gift card and got some steaks. And I know some of you are going to say, why don't you go to a farmer? I get it. I get it. But... I'm not driving all over the state to look for a farmer's market. I mean, I do have a farmer friend. I could have contacted him, but, you know, and I'd probably had to drive like 50 minutes or an hour to get to his freaking farm to get some steaks or whatever. So I just got the ones at Target just up the road. Um, New York strip steak. Got some uh, ribeye. Um, got some sirloin steak. So we'll check them out tomorrow. I'm going to have those for dinner along with my wife. So it should be very interesting. It's going to be a great dinner tomorrow. Cannot wait, folks. And if you haven't got your steaks, make sure you freaking go to your local Target or go to your local farmer, farmer's market to get your steaks as well. But anyway, folks, I got one more story for you 
and that is brain to music. Reconstructing music for human brain activity. Now, folks, when I looked at this story, I almost fell out of my chair. So a new study from Cornell University demonstrates that scientists can reconstruct music that you are listening to with remarkable precision. AI is used to decipher changes in the brain as you listen to a music recording, then read your mind in real time. The study abstract states the process of reconstructing experiences from human brain activity offers a unique lens into how the brain interpretates and represents the world. In this paper, we introduce a method for reconstructing music for brain activity, capturing using functional magnetic renaissance imaging, FMRI. Our approach uses either Music Retriever or the Music LM music generator model condition on the embedding derived from FMRI data. The generated music resembles the musical stimulate that human subjects experience with respect to somatic properties like genre, instrumentally, and mood. We investigate the relationship between different components of the music LM and brain activity through a Volkswise encoding modeling analysis. Furthermore, we discuss which brain region represents information derived from pearly textual descriptions of music stimulus. Stimuli. We provide supplementary material including examples of reconstructive music at this at this HTTPS URL. In 2016, I present and announce it. Technocrats on the on fire. Obama's brain mapping initiative is racing forward. In April 2013, President Obama announced a federal initiative to map the human brain in the same manner that the human genome had already been mapped. The initiative was officially called BRAIN, an acronym for Brain Research Through Advancing Innovation Neurotechnology Initiative. The brain was described as one of the final frontiers of understanding and necessary science to advancement of humanity. The top neuroscientists quickly developed a 12-year-old research strategy for the National Institute of Health, NIH. To achieve their goals. <clears throat> the NIH directly subsequently stated the human brain is the most uh, complacent biological structure in the known universe. We only just scratched the surface and understand how it works, or unfortunately, doesn't quite work when disorders and disease occur. This is just the beginning of a 12 year journey, and we're excited to be starting the ride. Today marks the identification of 97 new regions of the brain. As compared to the 83 previous known regions, this discovery gives neuroscientists the most comprehensive description ever and promise to accelerate further research by an order of magnitude. Obviously, today's study and the result of Obama's brain initiative, when brain was created, it was compared in importance to mapping the human genome during the 1990s. Some compared it to the Manhattan Project, the mechanism worldwide of both transhumanists and technocrats demand deeper discovery and analysis of the physical body and brain. The fruit of Obama's spending is paying off, but the outcomes are very disturbing. So there you go, folks. You've got some very disturbing, disgusting 
initiatives going on around here. You got biometrics for the ambulance <clears throat> coming online. We got, you know, brain initiatives and things like that that Obama set out. We have WorldCoin to share the ID with governments and corporations, obviously to track and trace you permanently. We got the world's first robot CEO, Mika. Yeah, that's right, folks. We have the world's first robot CEO. So, yes, businesses are starting to get rid of their human CEOs, and we're starting to put artificial intelligence CEOs. And I'll definitely put a link to this article in the description below, folks. It is absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. You just can't make this up. But you know what? As a bonus article, I'll actually read it to you. So, AI could pitch the jobs could pinch the jobs of billionaire Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. According to the world's first robot chief executive, Mika, who runs drinks for uh, Dictator, uh, reckons artificial intelligence would, would outperform the billionaire duo who runs Twitter and Facebook operate meta respectively. The pair have threatened to slug it out for social media supremacy in a cage fight. But Mika is not impressed by the grudge match and reckons the duel, the duel are under threat from an army of bot bosses currently in development. She believes more CEOs just like her will soon crop up around the world as AI blends into businesses. As an employee who never asks for a raise or takes a vacation, Mika boasts that she is a game changer for profit making, helping with communication strategy, planning, and packages designs. She said both Musk and Zuckerberg impact extends beyond their respective companies. They have demonstrated that entrepreneurship and technology can be powerful tools for positivity change in society. AI can process vast amounts of data, optimize processes, and make decisions based on patterns and algorithms. This could potentially lead to more effectively and objective operations for these companies. In reality... The notion of two powerful tech bosses having a cage fire is purely hypothetical and not a solution for improving the effectiveness of their platforms. Miku, who was developed by Hong Kong-based Hanson Robotics, is thought to use cutting-edge algorithms and machine learning to make strategic business decisions uh, at Dictator. Though she admits her employees were a bit skeptical of AI at, at first, she claims they quickly saw the value she brought to their firm. I became an AI CEO about a year ago and have been learning and growing ever since, she said. It's been an amazing journey and I'm excited to see what the future holds. AI CEOs are only beginning to gain traction. We're seeing more and more of them popping up around the world. All I can say is watch this space. The only limit for AI jobs is our imagination and maybe the occasional power outage. So there you go, folks. You got your first Freaking world first robot CEO of a company. And she's the CEO of Dictator. And her name is Mika. So there you go, folks. You think AI is not taking over? Yes, the hell they are. And they're going to be your boss. So for anybody in the United States that wants to laugh at this or anybody in the West that wants to laugh at this, I'm telling you now, you are in the future either will be unemployed or you'll be working for an AI CEO, an AI supervisor, and an AI manager. That's going to be your boss. So mark my words, folks. This is coming. It's coming fast, folks. No kidding about that. I'm going to leave a couple more articles in the description below, folks. I'm definitely going to leave a, a, a link to this article as well, folks. 
Um, just a lot of things going on right now. So get your popcorn ready, folks, this fall. Because we're going to have a lot of distractions. A lot. A lot of distractions. No doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. And like I said, folks, freaking COVID is back. <laughs> COVID is fucking back, man. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this stuff up, man. Oh, man. Here we go again, man. With the masking and the shots and all this crap. Folks, I can't believe... If people fall for this shit again, if they fall for COVID again, there's no hope for humanity. Like, seriously, at this point, I've lost complete hope in humanity at this point. Because if anything, 2020 taught me anything... People will fall for anything. They really will. I mean, look what they did to Canadian truckers. Look what they've done to people in Brazil. Look what they're doing to people all over the world. This is absolutely out of bounds. Absolutely, completely pathetic. And the fact that New York is hoping for COVID to come back so they can have their goddamn fucking extraordinary powers again because they're power-hungry parasites... I mean, it's absolutely ass now. You can't make this shit up in Hollywood film. You just fucking can't. I mean, you got some things over here. Uh, Klaus Schwab has dreams of controlling a metaverse that permeates nearly every faucet of our lives. So that's there as well, folks. And I'm not buying in a whole Trump thing, folks. I know that. I know a lot of you are Trump supporters and things like that. What they're doing to Trump is a prime example of their power grab. But they want you to be looking that way, folks. So... By the time you look up from the game show and all the distractions, you'll be right back in lockdown. So COVID is back. You got Mika as the first ever AI CEO of a company. You have a NASCAR driver getting suspended for liking a meme. You got Elon Musk lying his ass off telling you he's going to protect you if you get harassed by your employer. That's a bunch of crap. You got this goddamn Great Western Railway Company being blocked because of their freaking importance of biological sex. They're being called a terrorism and hate organization. Absolutely stupid. And then you got this goddamn YouTube in Brazil being criminalized and charged $75,000 for doing online speech because he doesn't agree with what the government is talking about. This is absolutely stupid, folks. You got ambulance with face recognition coming down the pipeline. So... Folks, it's getting completely crazy out here. I mean, something's good. The robo taxis and the virtual gambling, I think, is good. You know, I, I like the virtual game. I do it all the time in the closed metaverse on the Oculus Quest 2 in VR. But, I mean, folks, uh, the first ever AI CEO of a company, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. But uh, it's going to be very interesting, folks, as more and more human CEOs get pushed out the back door. It's going to be very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. But anyway, folks, that's the show. Again, I will have all the links to these articles in the description below. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put the Klaus Schwab one in here as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add that as a bonus um, as well. But all the links will be in the description below. This podcast will go live on Wednesday at 3.30, I mean at 3 a.m. Pacific. I mean not 3 a.m. Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. 12 a.m. Pacific, so this will be live Wednesday. Uh, my podcast I did yesterday is already live, so if you haven't listened to it, please listen to it, share it with your friends, families, 
and all freaking humans, extraterrestrials, and everyone in outer space that you can find. And um, make sure, folks, to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed to the platform, please do. We love your support. You don't have to donate. Of course, I turned off my donation um, thing. I don't want your money. You keep your money. But uh, yeah, folks, and if you can, get your money out of the bank because there's $237 trillion missing out of five different banks, folks. So you might want to get your money out. Uh, that would be Chase Bank, J.P. Morgan, Citibank, Wells Fargo, and I believe there's another bank, but I can't think of the other bank. But anyway, folks, get your money out of the banks as fast as possible. We might have a banking collapse or a cyber attack on our banking system. So you want to make sure you have cash or Bitcoin or Monero or Pirate Chain or Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin so you can transact and continue living your lives. Because last thing you want to do is have your money in the banking system. We have a freaking cyber attack and you're not able to withdraw your money. So keep that in mind, folks. But this is your boy Nightmare K-Hawk signing off. Hope everybody has a great week. I will holler at y'all on Saturday night, Sunday morning for the Crypto and Independent News. Peace.